0: hello everybody happy happy wednesday from this weird time in the world how are you all doing i hope you're hanging in there i am so happy to be back with another episode and this one i think is very relevant for the time that we're in right now for getting started on a project or a side hustle that maybe you have been thinking about doing for a long time and haven't taken the steps i am going to help you right here right now today to actually get started on a side hustle. okay. So I'm going to be telling you guys basically why right now is the best time to start a side hustle, start a business, start a project. Why is it the best time right now? And then I'm actually going to run you through kind of a project that I have started during quarantine and sort of the process that... I am going through and that I went through because I think it'll really relate to you guys and you guys will be able to use that same process for yourselves. And a lot of it comes from this incredible book called Building a Story Brand that has absolutely changed the way that I view my business and clarifying my message and really what my vision is overall with everything I'm doing. So I really think that if you guys are in the position where you've been thinking of starting a business, thinking of starting a side hustle, or maybe you know that you want to, but you don't really know how to get started. This podcast episode is really really, really going to help you. So if that's something you're interested in, then stay tuned. My name is Adrian Finch and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create the success and happiness that they want. With my proven productivity hacks, business tactics, and a little mindset coaching, this podcast will unlock your greatest potential and transform you into the CEO of your own life, business, happiness, and success. So what are you waiting for? This is the Self-Made CEO Podcast. How are y'all doing today? I don't know why I just said y'all, but I'm not from the South. That's okay, though. Hi, guys. I've missed ya. So, yes, like I said, today we're going to talk about how to start a side hustle, why right now is the best time to do so, and actually how to get started, and then how to use this kind of seven-step story branding process to actually clarify your vision, clarify what your business is going to be all about, and actually get started right now. So to start, why is right now the best time? Now, obviously, you can start a side hustle anytime. You can start a new business. You can start an online business. You can, by the way, what I even mean when I say side hustle is I just mean that likely you have a primary source of income right now. A side hustle will be something that you start to supplement your income. So to create an additional revenue stream that could or could not, depending on what you want, eventually become your primary source of income or a passive source of income. But I call it a side hustle because for now, right now, it is on the side. You probably do something else, but this can be something that you have in addition. And that's not to say that you shouldn't focus, you know, maybe more effort into your side hustle. Perhaps you have a job that's very stable, you don't love it, but you're in a routine, you know how to do it. Then maybe you're actually focusing more energy on this side hustle, but you're still doing your primary job as well. Um, So whatever it is for you, I'm just going to call it a side hustle, but I basically just mean beginning and starting any type of project that could supplement income eventually, or maybe it's a passion project right now, just something that you've wanted to do in order to, you know, have more fulfillment or just have more fun, get more joy out of what you're doing every single day. So that's what I mean by a side hustle. So why is right now the best time to start a side hustle? I don't know, during, you know, the middle of a global pandemic, what a crazy, you unique time right but what i want to get you to see is that this also presents a very unique opportunity i think that the way that we view what this time is can make all the difference you know and and again i've said before like i can only imagine what some of you are going through i cannot imagine the anxiety and the stress and the fear of all these unknowns and I totally totally get it you guys and I'm here right now to tell you that this can also be such a unique opportunity this time during this quarantine these couple months could just happen to be the time that you get something off the ground that changes your life right and I don't want you guys to put that pressure on yourself I want you to just let things flow just let this be a time to try something new to try that project that you've wanted to do I wanted to make a TikTok account forever and I was like "Eh, I overthink everything there's no point what would I even do on there and my problem really is that I overthink everything so the second I was like I want to make a TikTok account all of a sudden I'm thinking strategy and what's my content and this and that and I'm like no girl just post things and I actually started posting things and they were so random and then all of a sudden I had a video go viral and now I'm like gaining a following on there so now I'm like wait weird I think if it weren't for quarantine I would never have started posting on that because I was literally just bored and I started posting. Anyway, that's a weird example. I'm not saying like TikTok is, woo, the craziest, most amazing thing in the world, but you know, this just presents such a unique opportunity. I don't think I would've sat there even thinking to start anything new if I didn't have all this time. So that leads me to my very first reason why right now is the best time to start, which is that you probably have more free time right now than you typically do. Now, I don't know exactly your situation, but, likely because you are confined to the house we are supposed to stay home I hope you guys are staying home you likely have more free time right now than you usually ever do in your normal life and although you do need to relax and you should prioritize self-care and relaxation because that's also very important you now still have you know extra time probably on your hands that you would be hanging out with friends or doing everything else that you can also use productively to start something and again maybe it's that thing you've been thinking about for a while um Maybe it's, you know, something that you have started, but you don't quite know just how to put it all together, where to begin. So right now, I think it would be the easiest time to prioritize this. And again, that's not to say that you can't start a side hustle in your normal busy life. That's what most people do. That's what I did. Um, But this could just be a chance to do it without so many other things in the way or without any other additional stressors. So I just think you have the most free time right now, which presents a very unique opportunity. Reason number two for why right now is the best time is that the hardest part, you guys, about starting a business or starting a side hustle is actually starting, like getting started, developing it, knowing what you're going to do, and then actually Doing it, So it's those beginning phases that are the absolute hardest. Once you're on that roll, once you get excited about it, it's pretty easy to keep going. It's that very first beginning part that's so hard. And so again, because things are a little bit slower right now, and maybe you have some extra time, I would say it's the perfect excuse to not make an excuse and to just get started. Just try it, right? Take that extra time if you're bored at all this is the time. And then number three, like I kind of touched on, this could create supplemental income for you or or another revenue stream. So even if your goal right now isn't to make money off of your side project, like maybe it's just for fun or fulfillment or because you're passionate about it or you know know that stuff doesn't happen overnight so you want to start building it so that maybe later it could, I also, even though that's all true, I also don't want you guys to overlook the possibility that this project could make you money. This project can and could be monetized. And if and if you're working hard on something, especially something that's benefiting others in some way, you absolutely deserve and should capitalize on it. You deserve to be compensated. You deserve to create a revenue stream out of something that's valuable for other people, right? So especially if you're maybe out of work right now or you got a pay cut or anything is stressing you out in terms of the finances, then again, this is the perfect time to start diversifying your revenue streams. Maybe I'll actually make an entire episode on ways that you could make money online right now during this madness because in this episode, I'm really focused on more of like a project that might take a little bit longer and not to say you couldn't monetize it right away, but it's just this is something that you might want to be sustainable, that you might want to turn into your career. Um, And there are other ways to create, you know, easier revenue streams, especially during this time um, online. So I would love to help you guys with that, too, if that's something that you want. You can always let me know on Instagram. I'm planning lots of episodes right now. But yeah, those are the reasons why right now, you guys, is the best time. You have more time. The hardest part is just getting started and you could actually create supplemental income. And also, I mean, to to end that part off, why not right now, right? Whatever excuse you have, it doesn't matter. Like, why would you not? You can ask yourself all of these, what if, what if, what if? Well, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if it fails? Well, what if it doesn't fail? What if it succeeds? What if it changes your life? Or what if you learn something really important from doing it, from trying to do it, right? So now we're going to get into kind of what's been going on with my little side hustle, what I started, and I'm really going to dive into this process that I've been using because I think it'll really, really benefit you guys. So first of all, can you believe that this podcast, the Self-Made CEO podcast, is almost one year old It's almost a year old. I think my first episode was on May 15th, 2019. So I'm about a month away from it being a year old. That's crazy. I remember when this was just an idea in my head. I'm so happy with where it's come. Thank you for joining me on this journey. But speaking of this podcast, so my goal with Self Made CEO was I knew I wanted to have a podcast. I knew it. I love listening to podcasts, especially business and productivity and success podcasts. But my goal was always, always to expand this into something better bigger. And I always had a bigger vision with this company, company that sounds so official, with this business, with this, you know, resource. And So I kept having little ideas kind of over the years. I knew I, over the years, oh my God, I can't speak, over the one year, I kept having little ideas. I knew I wanted to expand it, but I I also knew that I wanted to let the podcast happen for a few months, maybe half a year, maybe even eight months, and just kind of see what happens. I didn't wanna force too many things at once because I really wanted to see what you guys thought, see what you like, see what you don't like, see what resonates. This was kind of my little, you know, testing the waters and seeing, okay, is this something that people actually respond to? Or is it just something that I'm interested in, right? So I did want to kind of do that for a while and not think about other stuff. But then I started, you know, diving into okay, what else could I add? What could I start doing to start expanding this? I don't just want it to be static. And so I kept having little ideas like doing a mini course, doing a workshop. I wanted to help you guys on a more one on one level or, you know, in a smaller group or doing a live stream, even doing a subscription site where maybe you guys pay like two bucks. A month and you get something very valuable. But I didn't know where to begin. I really didn't know where to start. And because of that, I didn't take very much action. Like I have taken very little action still um, because I didn't know where to start. And, and part of it is that this presents a little bit of a battle, right? Of like not taking action because I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what I wanted it to be. And on the one hand, It's okay to want to put thought into something and to be efficient with your time, right? Like you obviously don't want to waste your time, you know, trying to make a perfect website when you end up not even having a, not even wanting to use a website, right? Like you don't want to waste your time. It's okay to want to put thought into something and be efficient with your time. But on the other hand, we all suffer a little from perfectionism syndrome. I just made that up. There's no actual syndrome, I don't think. But we all suffer a little bit from wanting to be perfect from this perfectionism thing. And I never thought I was that person. I never did. But I realized I totally am. It's so hard for me to just throw something at a wall without a clear plan or, you know, somewhere for it to stick. So What I realized, though, is it is so important as entrepreneurs to be willing to try things even before the plan is perfect, right? Like for me, what I should be doing right now is putting out a mini course that's you know, via a private Zoom video link, instead of being all tripped out that there's no perfect website, no perfect way to kind of have you guys log on and track things and because in my head, I'm thinking, oh, that's gonna lose sales because people, you know, I won't be able to like re-market to them or like, I won't know how to contact them. It'll just be some random video out there, meh. But that's like not the way that I should be thinking about it, right? Because the beauty is once we just put something out there, even if it's not perfect, That's where we're able to refine and refine and change and improve as we do it. And it'll actually be more efficient and more effective. The improvements will be more just better because you'll actually have real feedback from real people versus just creating what you think is perfect in your head. Because here's the thing I had to learn this. You know, it took me a while to kind of swallow this pill, but like, what you think will succeed doesn't matter. What you think is cool doesn't really matter. It's honestly, if you're trying to make money from a business and you're trying to help people and impact people and actually you know, create something epic, it matters what the people that you're helping think. It matters what the customers want. It matters what the people that you're impacting have to say about this. It actually doesn't really matter what you think of it and that's kind of hard to swallow because as an entrepreneur you're like oh this is my business idea this is such a cool idea I'm passionate about that and that's great it's so great to be passionate about an idea but I want you guys to understand that with anything you do when you are serving others It matters what they think because they are the ones being served and you ultimately will be way more successful if you take that into account, if you put your own kind of needs and wants and desires to the side and you think, what does the customer want? Because if I can serve them what they want, then I will not only make a ton of money, but I will actually be making that impact that I want to make. And as we know, creating and generating an impact, a real meaningful impact with results is what will generate income long term so plus okay on the also side note like sometimes it's a huge surprise what people actually want versus what you think they want I know that's happened to me so many times with YouTube videos and with podcast topics where I might think oh this is such a good topic this is gonna blow up and then it doesn't and then I'll just put together like a random episode that I might think is fine I mean obviously I only put out stuff that I like but I will have never expected in a million years for that Episode or that video to just blow up. And it's like, you just never know what people are going to think until you do it. And so it's just this. So, this all seems really logical, right? It seems logical. Like, yes, just put it out there so that you get feedback, so that instead of sitting here alone trying to plan and perfect and make it amazing, you're actually using feedback to plan and perfect and make it amazing. That all seems logical, right? But it is very hard to put into practice. And I get that firsthand. We are wired for survival. We don't want to fail. We don't want to be disorganized. We want to put our best selves out there first. And I get that. So if you're starting a new project, I challenge you to put that perfectionism in a little box, tape it on up and throw that shit in the garbage for now and really let yourself try something new, especially during this time. You guys, why not? There's no reason to not. But anyway, back to my vision. Okay, so I started with the podcast as my way to test the waters. And I'm happy I did versus, you know, diving all in at once because holy crap, I've learned so much about you guys, about what you want to hear. I've gotten so much amazing feedback. I've learned, you know, even just how to be a better podcaster, how to be a better coach. And so now I finally feel ready to take that next step and to expand my business. I finally feel like now is the right time, one year on the show, and I'm ready to make a bigger, bigger impact. But what I realized is that when I really zoom out and I really look at, you know, my whole, the whole vision The show, the long-term goals, the short-term goals. You know, where do I want this to be in five years? I realized when I zoomed out, I couldn't really see it clearly because there are actually so many things. There are so many things I talk about on this show. There are so many ways that I can help people and there are so many skills that I have to offer. It's almost the problem of like, which do I choose? Which by the way, is not a bad problem to have. If you're gonna have a problem, that should be the one. Like, oh my gosh, there are so many things I can offer people Where do I narrow it down? How do I narrow it down? And so I realized that what I needed more than anything before I could begin expanding this is I needed clarity on what is this business? Like, what is my goal here? What can I offer people and how can I really help them? How do I package it? Like, what am I actually packaging? What are they going to get out of it? And you know what's that going to look like as time goes on? And yes, I could go a million different ways, right? And like I was just explaining, I am going to start by just trying one. And if it doesn't work, I'll go to another way. So I'm, you know, I'm not limiting myself in saying, this is the vision and I'm never changing it and I'm never you know, doing anything else because no, that's also just not the way it should work. Um, you gotta be open to trying new things. And I love this quote, I think I posted an Instagram graphic with this quote that was like, if the plan doesn't work, change the plan, not the goal. Like if something doesn't work, Don't change your end goal, just change the way of getting there. Change what you're doing, change the plan. So, you know, I might start with some major topic to jump off of and if people aren't responding as well, I'll change it. But the point is I needed to clarify what that is right now. What is this vision and what are people going to get out of it? How can I package it? I didn't want to just be throwing like random courses out here and there. I did want somewhat of a vision because I want people to understand what they can get out of it. You know, I think there's just so much noise out there in the world, especially in kind of the coaching realm. There's so much noise. There's so much fluff. I want people to understand like, hey, if you work with me, if you read this book or this program or whatever, if you do this, this is what you're getting. Very clear point blank. Here's what you need to do. Here's the result. So, you know. I want, I want that to be very, very clear. And I'll get into why that clarity is super important in a minute. Um, but, you know, not only will that clarity lead to more sales, but it will lead to more results and more happy customers and a bigger community and more impact. So the next question was how the heck, how the heck do I clarify this vision? How? I needed some guidance. And not only, you guys, do I have my incredible mentor and business coach, Dr. Courtney Baker. She has been, oh, just a... God sent gift to me. She is amazing and she has been really holding my hand through all of this and just helping me just by asking the right questions and just by being there. Um, and I've talked to some other people as well about it. But what really, really made the difference for me, you guys, you know that I get obsessed with certain books and certain techniques and I always want to share them with you. I did it again (laughs) so I told one of my good friends that I was kind of ready for this next step but I really needed clarity and he recommended that I read this book called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller and you guys I cannot begin to emphasize how much this book this one book changed my entire business my entire outlook this single book has given me the step-by-step way to gain this clarity on what my vision is to create clean and not confusing you know marketing social media um you know what's the word uh messaging just messaging like how do i explain this to people in a clear and concise way um, and it's so funny it makes so much sense that he's the one teaching this because this book is exactly that the book is like no fluff no bullshit it's just like step 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 here's why here's why it works do it it's so easy and like I read this book you guys on one flight and I was mind blown so it's called building a story brand I will leave a link in the show notes because of course as you know like it will help you if you actually get it yourself and go through this process yourself but this book story brand process. It's it's basically using the seven elements of great storytelling to grow your business. Um, so I'm going to run through those with you guys and kind of what they mean. But of course, if you want to dive deeper and really, really do this for yourself, I recommend purchasing the book. So, so like I said, this book seriously was like the missing puzzle piece I've needed the whole time. And now that I've read it and now that I've really clarified what this business is what it's going to be and how I can offer people what I'm offering without any confusion I am so excited for where my business is going and I'm just I've actually been even coaching some people one-on-one who are starting online businesses and I've now been using this method I've been running them through this exact process so we are going to go right on into what is that process but first we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back All right, you guys, and we are back. Hello. So we're going to get right on into this story brand method and kind of how you guys can take these steps and kind of write out what your answers in regards to your side hustle or your project or your business are and actually get a ton of clarity on how to start, which is so exciting. So I'm going to read you guys what's on the little inner flap of this book because I think it very clearly explains like what this is and why it works. So here's what it says. Every day, most business leaders make a mistake that costs them thousands, if not millions of dollars. They don't explain clearly what it is their company does. People buy things because they read words that make them want to buy things. And the story brand framework makes talking about your brand simple and effective. This paradigm-shifting approach to connecting with customers gives you the ultimate competitive advantage, revealing the secret to helping customers understand the benefits of using your products, ideas, or services. So what building a story brand does is it teaches the seven universal story points that all humans respond to, which if you guys think about it, it makes sense. Storytelling is what we do respond to, right? The real reason customers make purchases, how to simplify a brand message so people understand and act on it, how to create the most effective messaging for websites, brochures, and social media, And whether you are the marketing director of a multi-billion dollar company, the owner of a small business, or a politician, or someone starting a side hustle, building a story brand will forever transform the way you talk about who you are, what you do, and the unique value you bring to your customers. So I love that description because I think the biggest, most important thing that it's saying is that there's so much noise out there, you guys. We buy things because we are made to think that we need it or we are made to think that we want it. And it's because a lot of companies have you know, brilliant advertising, they're telling a story, but a lot of businesses that are failing are not, you know, telling that story well. If you go to the website of some brand that you really love right now, I want you to analyze their website. When you first get to their site, is it right away very, very clear what they offer? What product do they offer? What are you going to get out of it? And then is there a very, very clear call to action? here's how you buy it click here subscribe here I want you guys to analyze because it is so interesting when you look at some companies websites versus others and some of them you get on the site and you're trying to do you have to like do this work to try to uncover like what are they even offering and where is it and how do I buy it and there's nothing more frustrating especially than when you actually really love what someone has to say like oh, I love this person and what they're offering. You know, I want to go see if they have a book or if they have a course or, you know, I want to learn more. So then you go to their site or you go to their social media and it's not clear. Do they have more? Where do I buy it? What are they offering? Is it worth the price? You know, and that is where I feel like I'm at right now. Sort of. It's like some of you guys may be like, okay, I want Adrienne's help with more stuff. But like, what is she offering and where and how much does it cost? And is it worth it? And is it not confusing. And so my goal is to get it to be like, hey, here's the offer. Here's what you have to do. Here's the result you're going to get. So there's just so much noise out there, you guys. And What this book and what this process helps you do is to just silence that noise, to make a very, very clear, not confusing way to explain what you're doing with your business. That way, you know, we have such short attention spans when we're scrolling through social media and on websites. We don't want to read anything. We don't want to have to do work. We're going to get all confused and our brains are going to get tired. We just want to know what the heck we're supposed to do. So here is the basically the seven-step process. the seven storytelling elements and I know that this resonated a ton with me because I was actually a screenwriting major so storytelling is huge for me so this book was like literally perfect for me because it took something I already am an expert in which is storytelling and something I'm trying to be an expert in which is creating a successful profitable business and it kind of merged those two together so here is basically every story that you hear in a nutshell and then we're going to talk about how does this apply to your business so first we have a character who wants something, right, has a desire, encounters a problem or a conflict before they can get it. At the peak of their despair, a guide steps into their lives, so someone kind of mentoring them, gives them a plan and calls them to action then that action helps them to avoid failure and end in success. If you think about it, that is pretty much the story arc of every movie you've ever seen besides ones with really dark endings. Well, actually, even the dark ending. It tries to help them avoid failure and end in success, but they could end in failure. That is literally the root of every story that's ever told, every book, every movie. And you will start to notice that as you are watching movies during this quarantine. You'll be like, oh my God, it is following that. So a character has a problem and meets a guide who gives them a plan, calls them into action that ends in success and helps them avoid failure. All right, so how does this actually apply to your business? How does this help you to clarify your message? So as I mentioned, the most important part with all of this is how do we make the story that our business or our side hustle or our project, how do we make the story that we are telling clear? How do we make it clear? And if you think about when you're watching a movie, you should never have to pause it to kind of answer these essential questions, which is what does the hero want? So in your guys' case, the hero is the person you're helping, the customer, the client, the audience, the listener. That is the hero, not you. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs also think that they are the hero, but they are not the hero. They are the guide. And I will get to that. So you do not want to have to question what does the hero want? So what does the customer want? Who or what is opposing them? So what is the conflict? What is stopping them from getting what they want? And what will the hero's life look like if she does or doesn't get what she wants? So what does the customer's life look like with your, your product or your project or your business? What does it look like without it? What are they missing if they don't have it? So what I suggest that you guys do is actually write these all out because you're going to have kind of bullet points under each of these seven stages. And if you guys want, the book actually offers, you can create your own like free story brand kind of map. And if you just go to mystorybrand.com, you can actually type the answers in there. That's what I've been doing. Um, But basically, these are the categories. So number one, the character. So the character is the hero, which is your customer, whoever you are targeting. It's your audience. And what you want to do is write out a list of their desires. What do they want? What does your ideal client want? And then out of that list, you're eventually going to kind of choose one. But for now, just make that list of what they want. The second part is that they have a problem. What is this person's conflict? What is their problem that they need fixing? Or what is, you know, what is whatever you're going to offer help them with? So, For me, for example, my character desires, which would be you guys essentially, your guys' desires might be that you want to be more productive, you want to be able to manifest your desires and feel empowered and confident in yourself and your choices and to shift your mindset, be more positive or increase your productivity. Like those are all kind of things that I could put under my character desires, um, so then under the next part, which is the problems, what problems does your character have? And there are actually three types of problems that, that someone could have, that your customer could have. You have your internal problems, your external, and your philosophical. So again, kind of for what my business is, the external problems that you guys could have is that you need an understanding In an empowering and proven coach. Like maybe there's just too much noise out there. There are too many mentors. You want someone who relates to you. You want to be able to feel empowered, feel confident. You want to resonate with the person teaching you. You know, it could also be maybe you just need the help and the direction for living your dream life. Um, And then the internal problem that you guys could have is like, maybe you don't have confidence in your ability. Maybe you doubt that your dream life is possible to live. Maybe you worry about judgment from others or lack of self-confidence you know, and then your philosophical conflict could be like, you deserve to be happy. Like, you deserve happiness and success. You deserve to be confident. You shouldn't have to have all this experience and money and all of this to be able to live your dream life, right? So then step three is that your customer meets a guide. And this is you. This is your program or your product or your service or your business, okay? So this is you. You are the guide. And it's important to remember that the hero is not looking for another hero. You are not the hero of the show. You are simply guiding them into self-discovery, right? I know we're getting very metaphorical in here, but I'm telling you, if you guys actually kind of jump into this whole storytelling analogy, it really, really helps to gain clarity. Because sometimes business stuff can be confusing to talk about and think about. So when you put it in this term, it's actually very easy to understand. So what you want to make sure as yourself being the guide, is that you offer both empathy and authority. So you want empathy in the sense that you want to be able to feel what your customers are feeling. You want to be able to understand what they're going through and be relatable and be someone that they feel like gets them. But at the same time, you want to have authority. So you want to be the expert in the subject. You wanna be someone that they trust can actually solve their problem. So it's important to have this balance of empathy and authority. Like you don't wanna be too empathetic that they don't trust that you can actually help them because they think you're also going through the same thing. But you don't wanna be too authoritative that you seem to be just out of reach or like not relatable at all. And they'll think, oh, but you couldn't possibly understand, right? So you want this good balance of both. So go ahead and write down kind of your traits as the guide or what your business is going to offer that's both empathetic and authoritative so that you can kind of use that to, you know, build credibility to market to people. So for me, I think my empathy would be like, I'm young. I am relatable because I also struggle with certain things and I work on them all the time. I care about others' success. I also didn't know where to start. Like when I first started, I didn't know where to start and I kind of already went through the process. And so I think my authority with that is that I have gone through the process. I did escape the nine to five and built my own, following my own business. I became an early expert on digital branding, and you know, there's all these different ways to kind of say, hey, I, I know what I'm doing. So that's kind of what I have written down, and you guys should definitely write down what you know is applicable for you. And then stage four is who gives them a plan. So the guide gives them a plan, and there are actually two different kinds of plans that we have. And you guys, I totally get that this is a lot of information. Um, So feel free to replay this episode later and take pauses, but also just feel free to get this book because it's so helpful. But I'll lay out these steps in the show notes for you guys. Um, But anyway, yeah, so step four is the plan. So there are two plans. We got the process plan, whose job is basically to alleviate confusion. So a process plan can describe the steps that a customer needs to take in order to buy the product or the steps that the customer needs to take in order to use it after they buy it, or a mixture of both. And then there's an agreement plan. And not every business or side hustle will have an agreement plan, but this is to alleviate fear. So the best way to kind of come up with an agreement plan is to list all the things that your customer might be concerned about as it relates to your product or service, and then basically come up with a list that counters that, that makes them feel like, okay, I'm safe in this choice. Step number five is a call to action, creating a call to action for your business. Now, this might come later. If you guys are at the very beginning stages of your side hustle, this will come later. But the whole point of this stage is just to say that in any marketing material you have, in any website, in any sales pitch, you need to create a call to action. You need to tell them what to do. It may seem obvious that it's like, oh, click this button to buy my program. But you guys would be surprised. People need you to feed it into their eardrums. You need to literally say, click here to purchase this now or schedule an appointment or, you know, download my free PDF. So make sure that you guys have a very clear call to action. What do people need to do to actually be involved with you? Or if you're at the very beginning stages again to like something you could start doing is just collecting email addresses like get on the list to get notified when this goes live or you know something like that. So make sure that there is a call to action because you actually need to explain this to people even though it seems self-explanatory. So after the guide gives you a plan with a call to action, this is going to avoid failure. So that is step six, avoid failure. Now one of the biggest things to think about when you want to sell your product or get people to follow you or sign up is actually that people are more motivated by loss aversion than by thinking about what they're going to gain. So in normal words, what that means is that you can describe all the positive benefits of the thing you're doing. You know, I could talk about this podcast and say people are becoming motivated and empowered and I'm teaching people about productivity and success hacks and how to build habits. And that's all great, right? But it's actually going to be more effective to focus on what they aren't going to get if they don't work with you. So what are people missing by not listening to this podcast? Maybe they're working a job that they're unhappy in. Maybe they're, you know, not excited to get up in the morning and go to work. Maybe they don't feel like they can be successful. And it's actually those kind of negative feelings and um, almost like what they could lose, like the opportunities they could lose that are going to be more motivating to work with someone or purchase a course or follow someone than just thinking about what the benefits are. So in a weird way, it's kind of the same thing. Like if you're worried about not gaining something, that's the same as being excited to gain it. You're talking about the same gain, but you're actually just flipping it in a way that really shows the customer what they're going to lose by not working with you and I know that sounds really negative and kind of like I don't know it doesn't sound amazing we're not trying to we're not sitting here trying to like stimulate all this fear and cause people more anxiety and stress we're just trying to really show them what they're going to miss if they don't work with you to put it simply people hate losing a hundred dollars more than they like winning a hundred dollars does that make sense so That is step number six. And then finally, finally, step number seven is to arrive at success. So the guide creates a plan with a call to action that avoids failure and ends in success. Now, this again seems a little bit self-explanatory, but I really don't want you guys to overlook this part. Ending in success, what this means is that you need to actually spell out What is going to happen at the end of this journey? If this person follows you or joins your program or buys your product, what is their life going to look like after that? What is the result that they're going to get? And actually spell that out. What is their life before your brand versus after your brand? What is their day-to-day before versus after? What are their emotions before versus after? If you can really get clear on what your customer is actually getting at the end of this road, it is so much easier to get them on board because you actually are able to say, hey, this is the result that you're gonna get. Don't you want this result? Yes or no? And usually the answer will be yes. And if it's not yes, that's when you know you can kind of go back and refine your offer. But what's awesome about these seven steps is they kind of go in order of like, okay, if someone, you know, doesn't want what's at the end of your road, you can go back and decide, hmm, was I not pinpointing the right problem? Was I not, like you can really figure out where in your journey and where on your kind of roadmap of your business, you could stand to make a change. So those are the seven steps sort of elements of storytelling that are really, really applicable to creating a business, creating a side hustle, basically building any brand that you could imagine. And what I love about this and where I'm actually at in this this process myself, I have come up with all seven for my own business. And now I'm actually needing to implement them. So I'm actually needing to build out my program and my site and my marketing materials, even my name of of my new stuff in a way that, that goes through this filter. So I need to make sure that every email I send, every, you know, every time I try to like push something or promote something or, you know, swipe up to do this, I'm going to make sure that every little thing that I say and do and write out, it fits this mold. It is clear, it is fitting this story brand. Like I have literally created a mission that, you know, through this process where I can make sure every piece of marketing material goes through this filter. Does it answer these questions? Does it clearly state you know what it is I'm offering how they do it the call to action all of these things so I know that that was a lot this was a little bit more of a like nitty gritty business type of episode But I still think no matter where you are, no matter what stage you're at in trying to build a side hustle, this is an amazing process to kind of use. So let me know if this helps you guys. If you have any questions, as always, you can hit me up on Instagram. Um, But that concludes this episode. And I really hope you guys feel motivated to start something. Again, don't put so much pressure on yourself. This is just the way that I went through it. Even if you just want to start something for fun and not even for business, that is totally okay. You don't need to even follow this process this was just kind of a surefire way to really get clear on your mission for you know some sort of side hustle and I do encourage you guys though to realize that like you really can take this to the next level you can take whatever this is to the next level you can get paid to do these things you can create an actual profitable side hustle or side business all you got to do is believe that you can and just keep going keep at it So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Before I sign off, I wanted to play a quick little... Audio clip from my amazing mentor and business coach. She has created this incredible spreadsheet. Um, it is the cash flow projector sheet. And basically, it's it's going to help you if you are starting a business and you want to basically figure out okay, how much income am I gonna make? How, how much money do I need for taxes? Can I hire someone? Can I not? She's kind of made this plug and play spreadsheet that is on sale right now, if you guys want to check it out. So I'm gonna play her little audio for that right now and I will leave the link to download it in the show notes.
1: Hey there, this is Dr. Courtney Baker. There's nothing in this world more that you need than a thriving, profitable business. But in order to have profit, you have to know where your money is going, how much is coming in, how much is going out, where it's going, how much you need to save for taxes, how much you can take home and all the in-between knowing your numbers in your business especially in this economy is essential to survival and unfortunately as entrepreneurs it's an area we need a lot of help but never fear i've got you covered i've created a very simple and very easy to use cash flow projector that will help you track your expenses and project what you'll be able to make every month and at the end of every year Y'all, this cash flow projector is so simple to use. It takes the guesswork out of your numbers. Head on over to CourtneyBaker.com forward slash cash and grab your business cash flow projector now. It could be the key to knowing your numbers and helping you stay in business right now. Again, go to CourtneyBaker.com forward slash cash and grab yours now. I'll see you there.
0: All right, you guys, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here. Do me a favor, subscribe on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Leave me a rating and review if you don't mind. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. I'll see you over on Instagram. And I hope you all are doing well. Love you all so, so, so much. Bye.